At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther Talk! Panther Talk! Panther Talk! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Walker hands to Hubbard. Hubbard up the middle, running free! (laughs) Touchdown! Yeah, I mean, for today it was great. It's exactly what it's supposed to look like. That's the brand. You know, you want to win the... You want to win the time of possession. You want to win third down. You want to protect the football. And we did a lot of good things. We turned the ball over the first play of the game and didn't let it affect us. We, we fought back for the rest of the time. So a lot of good things. We'll just have to step up and do it again. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Got the Zoke right over there. Got Eugene right over there. Yep. I think we got Coach Matt Rule on the line and uh, coach welcome congratulations what a great road win divisional win and a lot of boxes checked as your your comments mentioned I want to start tonight with you going to after that turnover on the first play of the game for the Panthers offensively what were you thinking on the sideline and, and how did you and the coaches and the team just get everything calmed down not panic and go on from there to play good ball yeah, I just started yelling for the defense to go out. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's good coaching. <laughs> one, thing, one, one, thing I've, one thing I've learned is nothing that really happens in the first quarter is going to affect the game too much. I mean, uh, be it good or bad, you know, the game's going to come down usually to the last, you know, the fourth quarter, the final five minutes. So, um, obviously, we didn't want that. <laughs> you know, we hated that it happened. But uh, it was just all about, you know, what was gonna, whatever, whatever we were going to do next. And uh, the defense went out and – you know, sometimes what seems like a bad thing ends up being a really good thing. When they when they went out there and, and held them to a field goal, I think our defense came off the field like, hey, we're going to play well today. And, um, yeah, just, just they try to take it as it came. Coach, searching for chemistry on the offensive line, um, how did the offensive line play? I know the numbers look really, really good. Um, but individually, collectively as a group, what did you see from your offensive line that uh, makes you smile? Well, um, I thought uh, I thought uh, Trent Scott stepped in, and for his first start ever at guard in the National Football League, I thought he brought, you know, 
a smartness, a toughness, and a physicality that we wanted. Um, that we, you know, we ran downhill most of the day. Uh, some great double teams. Uh, guys were guys were winning the line of scrimmage, and um, that allowed us, you know, to be in second and four, and then third and two, and then get first downs, and just kind of churn the clock and flip the field and and keep the defense off the field, and then you know, uh, uh, eventually uh, lead to I think we had three fifteen play drives. So. I thought the offensive line played really well. I thought it was a good game plan for them and um, uh, thought they executed it. And you talked in your um, your press conference today about all the different types of runs, which means all the different types of run blocking. You were doing wide zones and uh, interior runs and so forth, all these different schemes doing that. How much confidence did you have with just all the turnover you've had personnel-wise with injuries that you didn't have to oversimplify it in terms of the offensive line blocking and the running game that you were able to run really the, the full array of types of runs in the game? Yeah, you know, um, I thought we had a good week of practice, and we went into it saying, hey, you guys, we're not going to be able to just run wide zones. We're going to have to get some double teams, run some duo plays, run some power plays, get the ball downhill. This is a really fast defense, and, um, you know, we knew that we would have to get the ball downhill and, and kind of lean on guys. Um, so, you know, it was kind of the plan. And, you know, credit to the guys. They practiced well. You know, when you practice well on Wednesday, it allows you to continue on Thursday if – you don't practice well on Wednesday. Sometimes you have to kind of go back and simplify, but they practiced well on Wednesday, got us to Thursday and then so on and so forth. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, um, uh, uh, guys like Trenton playing for the first time are really smart football player, Tommy Trumbull, Ian Thomas. Um, I was really proud of our receivers. You know, they, they played a lot of cover two. They stayed in cover two. Um, we, we were able to continue to run the football, but our receivers blocked at a high level which to me was uh, was really important for, for, for you know, the overall team win. Coach, was the game plan, I want to uh, kind of just tag off what uh, Zook was saying, was the game plan always to go ahead and run the ball about 45 to 46 times that game, regardless of what, what uh, Atlanta was going to do? Yeah, I don't think we had 45 in our heads, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know our, 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 we were, you know, 32 to 35 times, you know, we were playing on, screening it, planning on playing, you know, play actions. And typically when you run the ball well, people will, you know, come up and start to load the box and allow you to throw the football. Um, you know, they stayed in the cover two shell. Uh, we had some opportunities for some big plays. You know, we had a chance to hit uh, DJ for the fade, had, you know, hit, hit yes. Bobby on the over out where he got hit. So, you know, I think if we could have hit one, two, three of those plays and scored touchdowns instead of field goals, um, we'd feel really good right now about just the scoring output. Um, but, but because we didn't hit those, they stayed in cover two, you know, we continued to run the football and uh, I thought our guys were patient. And, and I think a big part of that was, you know, Sam converting so many third downs, you know, he's converted three third downs with his feet, uh, six total uh, first downs with his feet. Um, you know, we were able to, we were able to stay on the field, which is really crucial, you know, when you're playing against a great offense, like uh, Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts in the group. This show, Coach Rule, is, has a broad audience. Some people listening tonight have run a wide zone play. Others don't know what the term means. How, what is a wide zone? How do you teach it, and what makes it effective? Well, it's probably one of the, um, you know, I mean, I think, I, think, I think pretty much every NFL team except for a few run it. Um, but there are some teams, you know, the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, you know, that that's that's pretty much mostly what they run uh, in, in the run game. And it, it's just a it's a zone blocking concept where everyone on the offensive line is opening and running to, to, to try to reach the defender, you know, adjacent to them to try to get to his outside shoulder. Tailback's taking the ball deep and he's trying to get 
uh, outside the defense. And if the defense runs, then he'll put his foot in the ground and get vertical and uh, puncture the defense. So uh, in a league where the defensive linemen are, you know, 315, 320 pounds, you know, the uh, sometimes they're 350 pounds, the old days of knocking them off the ball, is just really hard. <laughs> and so uh, what you try to do is you try to fight for a horizontal leverage as opposed to a vertical leverage. And what we wanted to do, we've been, we've been running a lot of wide zone. We've been having some success with it. We wanted to add in the downhill runs so that we're fighting and trying to win both horizontally and vertically, uh, keep them off balance. And I thought it was a good day to break that out, and the guys executed it. Sam Darnold obviously ran it a lot yesterday, eight carries, 66 yards, unfortunately the last one uh, resulting in an injury. And you said uh, today as well that that was kind of part of the, the plan going into is for Sam to go ahead and, and use that skill and, and run. But it looked like he wasn't forcing it. It looked like he really chose as many as that was. It looked like he chose the, the right times and it was very effective when he did run. Yeah, you know, those eight, I think uh, three of them were, you know, quarterback sneaks. You know, um, sometimes it feels weird on second and one to sneak it, you know. But if, if you go back and watch Tom Brady when they were winning all those Super Bowls in New England, they always, if they could if they could sneak it and get a first down, they, they did. And so uh, that's that's been a philosophy that we were, you know, we're trying to adapt of, of taking what the defense gives us. You know, I think he had one, the, the one unfortunate play where he got knocked out. There was a quarterback zone read that he pulled it and got down the field. But I thought it did a nice job on the other, you know, the other uh, four or five plays of, dropping back, going through his progressions, nothing's there, running. Um, those are the plays that recently we've been kind of scrambling around, getting a holding call, throwing the ball out of bounds. Um, it was good to see him be decisive. And and when you do that, and when you have a quarterback who does that, it changes the way you play defense. It changes the way you rush. It changes, you know, the coverages that you play. You need to have people who have their eyes on him. And, um, you know, we came into this game knowing that that was, uh, that was something that uh, could be a weapon for us. And, uh, that he had not been using his feet as much as you know, potentially he could. Uh, he did it, and it worked out. And, Coach, let's flip on the other side of the ball. Your defense, I thought, played extremely, extremely well. What did you get for your defense, and was the major stat to control the third down? Yeah, you know, we went into this game, and we said, hey, we're going to have to, you know, stop the run game. You know, Corderell Patterson's a tremendous back. Mike Davis is a tremendous back. Um, we knew we were going to have to stop the run and then, and then win third down. And uh, uh, we did stop the run, you know, held them to 80 yards rushing um, third down. I think we held them to three of 10. Uh, the one negative was we did have, you know, we had four penalties of extended drives, two of which were really tough calls. I mean, uh, Brian Burns had two rough in the passers, which, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I can't ask him to do anything different. I thought he did exactly what we trained him to do. So, you know, you live with those calls, but um uh, you know, our guys did a good job of getting off the field. We got pressure. We got to the quarterback. Good man coverage. And then uh, finally at the end, we're able to pick two balls off, which, uh, you know, anytime we have more uh, takeaways than they do, uh, we have a really good chance of winning. We know you, Coach, to be a classy guy and very sporting. I think our money would be on you in a fair fight, though, with Arthur Smith. Uh, I think I could take their play-by-play guy. <laughs> After the Eric Harris hit, on Robbie Anderson, which looked to us naked eye and on replay looked clean and legal. Harris comes over and starts popping off at the mouth. Your team looks like they're not going to have that. They're going to let the Falcons know what time it might be. What did that cohesive response <laughs> to that say about how how this football team tries to look after one another? Well, um, you know, we, uh, we went into this game uh, with a lot of respect for Atlanta and also knowing that over the years, whether it was Cam getting hit as he slid or last year it was Teddy. I mean, it's going to be a physical game. And um, especially when you're on the road, 
um, you, you have to play together. And we, we went to New York and, and it just wasn't a great feeling on the sidelines. You know, when you have bad days, sometimes it, it feels that way, but um, we came into this game saying, Hey guys, let, let's, let's, let's all, let's all rally for each other. Like, you know, defense, I know you love sitting on the bench and catching your breath, but after you catch your breath, let's get up and cheer on the offense and vice versa. And it was fun to be on the sideline yesterday. It was fun to be around those guys. Those guys were encouraging each other, protecting each other. Um, and when that play happened, you know, they, they obviously they were concerned about Robbie first and uh, wanted to make sure he was okay. And then obviously they, you know, kind of rallied together as a team. And thankfully, you know, we have a classy group of guys that didn't get out of hand. But at the same time, you know, um, uh, you know, we – if we don't, if we don't protect the Panthers, who else is going to, <laughs> you know, I, one thing I've learned ain't nobody coming to protect us. So, so if we don't have each other's back, who's going to, so they protected each other. Uh, there was a true sense of brotherhood out there. It was still classy, which is what I always want. And, uh, I was I was happy to see it. Yeah, you know what Mick was expecting. He was going like this. That's right, we're class, but we're about to bust you in the mouth. That's right. You take take care of all. That's what he wanted to hear a little bit, of it, Coach. That's what he was hoping you would say. But thank you, Coach. You stayed in your lane. You stayed in your lane, there, Coach. Thank you. Hey, Coach, uh, you know, there's, as we say, there's X's and O's, there's Jimmy's and Joe's. How much did it mean to have Shaq Thompson? playing and leading out there, having Stefan Gilmore for the first time, and it sounds like it's close on, on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, these guys get paid money for a reason, uh, more so than other players do. How much just having some of your, your top talent out there was a big help yesterday? Yeah, well, there's no doubt in the National Football League, you know, players win games. That's right. Um, it's great to have those guys out there. You know, I, I'd add in Amir Abdullah. I thought he made mm-hmm. a huge difference in the game. Um, so, you know, when you, especially when you have veteran players that have been there, done that, it has such a strong impact on everybody else. You know, the the communication amplifies, the panic decreases. Um, you know, you're, you're a guy like Shaq, you're a guy like Stefan, you've been through so much. And so we went to that game, you know, I thought uh, Rashawn Melvin played a really good game. A.J. Boye played a really good game. Those guys have played a lot of football. And uh, to go win on the road, you have to have veteran players like that that are ready to play at their best. So uh, they led the way. And then you see a bunch of young bucks out there. You see Stanley Thomas Oliver making plays on the punt team. You see Kenny Robinson doing the same. You see all these young players uh, excelling at their job because there's a tremendous veteran player in front of them who's showing them the way to do it. So uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy having those guys. And uh, as you said, you know, hopefully we get a Terrace Marshall back, a Christian McCaffrey back. Um, you know, but the great thing is we're building depth. You know, we're, we're truly building a, a total team. And, and when guys go down, other guys have to step up. And, and, and I thought a lot of them did uh, on Sunday. Coach, quickly, did you keep uh, Stefan on, on a play count? At all, how many plays are you going to be able to give him in this game? Yeah, he, he and Shaq both. We, you know, we didn't want to we didn't want to exceed you know 30, 35 plays. Um, Stefan probably less. So we played Stefan and you know in, in some of the diamond nickel packages. Played him in third down. Played him in the two minute at the end of the game. Um, you know, hopefully he can. Uh, you know, now that he's gotten out there, hopefully he can amp that up and and maybe play a little bit more this week. So uh, same thing with uh, Shaq. Uh, you know, didn't want to get them back and get them hurt right away, um, you know, just with soft tissue and all that. So uh, plus we have other guys we trust, the other guys that are playing really well. And so it's great to have Stefan out there, but it's also really nice knowing that, uh, you know, Keith Taylor has been playing really good football. And you have a guy like Melvin and AJ, who we, we have so much faith in, and Dante Jackson, who uh, made the deep, you know, made, made, the, yep. made the great play on the deep ball down the sideline. Um, you know, there's a lot of depth in, in that room, and those guys uh, are all playing pretty well. We can talk to you all night, Coach. We know you got some work to do this evening before you head home. Thanks for your time. Great win yesterday, and we'll look forward to seeing you this week. Thank you both. Matt Rule, our guest on Panther Talk. That's some good. So we got a lot more to unpack. <laughs> Coach Rule today said, um, and we got to take a break here, but Coach Rule made a special 
point today to point out Zane Gonzalez and his contribution. Mm. Also to point out the Panther fans who were there and a lot of noise in that wow. stadium. That was cool. So anyway, we'll talk more about this when we continue broadcast roundtables next. We got an interesting interview with Jeremy Chin tonight. You won't want to miss Scott Fitterer, too. We talked to him earlier today. It's all next on Panther Talk on this, the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the Happy Half Hour. Each week, the gang covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. The Happy Half Hour and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Ryan backarched. Takes a direct snap. Turns away from us. Fakes to Davis. And sacked from behind. A line to pass set. Pressure coming. Ryan sacked. Taken down inside the 20 at the 17. Sounded good. It's a long kick. Uh, And it is good. That was a good team win. You know, um, know, Zane, I thought, was a real real strength today for us to be able to kick field goals and for him to kick the ball through the end zone. that was really, really important. Uh, thought our defense played well. Uh, a couple made too many penalties. Offensively, we ran the football, converted third downs. Just really proud of the group. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mick, Eugene, and the Zoke. And want to give commendation to all the boys here in the shop. Should have mentioned this yesterday on the broadcast. David Langton, Harold Hamrick did a great job in a stressful environment down there in Atlanta. Damn. And uh, here in the studio tonight, we got Wendell, Byron, podcast Matt. Matt. So appreciate all you guys. But So getting back to me. Um, Wendell, <laughs> no, Byron. I'm just kidding. My favorite, one of my favorite plays that I can remember in a long time, Panthers blitz, and Frankie Louvu jumps up into the air like a, a killer orca whale coming up out of the sea and breaching the water surface. Meanwhile, you got other guys just clawing, I mean, grabbing. It was almost as if Phil Snow said, I don't care what the call is. You get that. You get number two on the ground. Get him on the ground. You know the play I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the play you're talking about. They did a great job. I mean, they were, they were everywhere. They were tenacious. They got after it. And they really kind of, I thought, rattled Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was getting hit. He was, he was moved off the spot. He was never seemed to be comfortable to me to go ahead and throw the rock at all. And I thought the pace that we played at, and let's not forget, I thought the coverage in the back end with the secondary, I thought it was really, really good coverage. Whether we're talking about zone or whether we're talking about man, and that interception by Shaq, I mean, Matt Ryan looked to his left, pumped the ball, waited for the, the, the receiver to clear it, but never saw Shaq. Shaq saw the pump, got over the other side of the field to make that interception. A beautiful play. That's a veteran play right there. And so that was some really good football we saw. Very good football. And to hold uh, Kyle Pitts to two catches, 13 what? yards. I mean, he was coming off a 8-for-163 game. He was over 100 the week before. And it was, like you said, it was a combination. It was it was good coverage in the secondary. Some of it was chin. Some of it was the corners, like Stephon Gilmore at the end with that interception. Uh, but that pressure up front, too, I thought, yes. didn't let some of those routes develop and, and made it uh, difficult for Ryan to even go looking for Pitts like he wanted to. Ryan, Ryan just didn't – he just – there was people in his face, there's people in his way, and he had to go ahead and find those open spots, and those open spots were not there for him to go ahead and throw the ball. And to, to your point, Pitts on that one kind of like swing pass, I think I was off to the to the defensive right, he had a chance to catch the ball. It hit him right in the, right, right in the breadbasket and dropped it. 
And I think that was a result of just being harassed all day. Now, I know Gilmore's five-time Pro Bowl player, and he's Defensive Player of the Year two years ago. Well, how amazing was it that he was able to show up here, practice for a couple of days, and again, I know he's on a snap count out there as far as number of reps out there. For him to come in and be that smooth, how difficult is that for a player just jumping in in midseason? This is what I like about having veteran players who know what to do. You can just tell them, hey, you got that guy man-to-man. You're going to play cover four, cover three. This is what you got. And he knows it because he's been doing it all his, all his time. But then he brings a special brand of, of coverage. I mean, he gets his hands on you in five yards, six yards, stretches out to seven yards, and it doesn't seem like it's egregious at all. And then he is intercepting the ball. He is just very, very good. Whether he was at Buffalo, he's good. He's just been good. I like to, I love the way he plays. All right. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. You may have heard Sam Darnold in concussion protocol. And uh, hopefully on Christian McCaffrey with that hamstring injury, if not this week, the next week on his return. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care. Your way. So we're going to go to break. We're going to come back with Jeremy Chin. It's, it can be hard to get much out of Jeremy Chin, but I told him before the interview, Jeremy, don't give me these one or two word answers. No. If you do, you see what's going to get ready to happen <laughs> next. Don't no, do it to a Mick. Kid, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. No, I'm paying attention. <laughs> but uh, I thought Jeremy was 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 really good. Uh, gave some expansive uh, answers. We're going to talk to him a little bit about football and about his life off the field. So stay tuned. Jeremy Chin, Unplugged, Uncovered, coming up next. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Three receivers to the left, Patterson to the right. Nick Thompson, it's intercepted. Thompson, middle of the field. Thompson, near side, 15. To the 20, out-of-bounds 25-yard line, no flag. It feels great, you know what I mean? They, they, they came out and showed their identity. Um, they wanted, they kept saying they want to run the ball, and, you know, they went out there and ran that ball. They did a great job. I think they had 46 carry for 200-some yards. Mm-hmm. So credit to them, you know what I mean? They kept us off the field. They kept moving the ball. And, you know, when we played, when they went down three and out, we came back and got a three and out, and um, it was great, great, great ball on both sides, even on teams. Um, one of our things was limited to 84, and that's what we did. Uh, the punter did great kickoff did great you know what I mean everybody it was a great game of football back to Mick Mixon Jim Silkey and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers radio network all right we got the 21 here on Panther Talk the famous Jeremy Chin he's doing so well that he's no longer known as the nephew of Steve Atwater Steve Atwater is known as your uncle how's that feel to you young man wow that's a pleasure right there I appreciate the intro thanks Mick you um, and the whole defense seem pretty amped up, turned out, whatever, turned up, whatever my correct phrasing on this should be against Atlanta. How much fun was that, Jeremy, on Sunday? It's a blast. Um, anytime you just go out there and, you know, you dominate, you have, you impose your will on your opponent, it's always a good time. What was your role in helping to limit their great tight end, Kyle Pitts? Uh, yeah, so we had we had so many different packages, but, uh, you know, some of our man, I'd be, I'd be lined up on Pitts. Um, you know, when our single high, 
Steph was on pits a lot of the time, and you know I'd just be over top. But uh, we had a lot of different people, you know, step up and you know dominate that role. Did you see enough of Pitts to be able to foretell a good future for him in the league? Uh, yeah, I think he definitely has a good future in the league. Um, you know, his he's a physical specimen. He's six six. He runs. You know, he, he's a wide receiver that plays tight end. So. Where were you, Jeremy Chin, when Harris came over after the lick on Anderson? And what did you have a role in letting the Falcons kind of know what time it was going to be? Yeah, once I saw, like as soon as, as soon as that hit came, um, I was actually on the bench at the time, uh, and then I, you know I stood up. You know our, our whole pretty much sideline went over there, so I was just kind of in the back making sure no, nothing really popped off. But uh, no, that was crazy. Really, I was I was more concerned for Robbie making sure he was good. You've always seemed measured in your words, maybe. Uh, your default settings might go towards being more quiet. Does any of that change when you get a uniform on? Yeah, it's like a switch. It's crazy. I can't even control it. It's like I'm a whole different person. What is the football Jeremy Chin like? Mean, a bully, all the above. Wow. But is that a necessary component of your line of work? 100%. How long does it take you after a game to become normal again? Uh... Usually, right. Well, it, it depends how the game goes, but, you know, I'll, I'll kind of simmer down after after I get out the locker room. This seems like a close team, Jeremy, is it? Yeah. No, we're really close. Who are your best friends on the team? Ah, my best friends on the team, I would say Dante, Shaq, Sam. Um, let me see. We, I mean, we all hang out with Justin Burris. We're all close. We all we all do a lot of things together. Christian, I go on and on. We all spend a lot of time, you know, especially in the off season with each other, but you know, during the season as well. Couple last things for you, Jeremy Chin on Panther Talk. How are the Southern Illinois Salukis doing this year? Balling. What's your record? Six and two. Oh man. Yeah, we lost on Saturday, but uh, we'll get things back on the right track. I think we needed that loss, you know, just get that bad taste in the mouth again. No, we don't want that no more. So just get it out the way early. Excellent. All right, what's your life like outside of football? What are your hobbies and interests when you're not uh, studying ball? Hmm, when I'm not playing ball, I'm real relaxed. I don't really do too much. Um, I just finished the fourth season of You on Netflix. Um, But really, that's about it, man. I play video games every now and then. I like listening to music. I like chilling. Um, You know, in the offseason, I picked up golf. So uh, I golfed a little bit in the offseason. I love fishing. I haven't been in a while, though. I got to get that back going. But, uh, no, nah, man, I just like chilling. You're a well-rounded guy. How do your musical tastes run? I'm pretty well-rounded in music, too. I can't listen to the same thing every day, so I like to switch it up. Uh, a lot of R&B, though. Uh, mostly R&B. So if I said names like Marvin Gaye and Al Green, would that mean anything to you? Yeah, but that's a little bit before. I don't listen to them now. <laughs> that's, I got to be feeling some type of way to be listening to Al Green and Marvin Gaye. All right, last thing, uh, back to football to wrap up. Jeremy, have you started thinking about the Patriots at all and what kind of offense Mac Jones and those guys will bring in here? Uh, I've thought about it, but I haven't watched them yet. I'll, I'll get into that when I get home. But, um, now nah, I know Mac Jones, a young quarterback. He's been playing really well this year. Excellent to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mick. Appreciate you. Panther Talk continues in just a moment. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. 
Now, playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Panthers blitz, Luvu coming in, Ryan, hit, taken down, Walker hands to Hubbard, Hubbard up the middle, running free, (laughs) touchdown! Ryan hit as he throws, intercepted, over the middle, Gilmore at the 15-yard line. I truly believe players win games, and... um, you know, Amir Abdullah made a bunch of plays today. DJ Moore made plays. Uh, Sam Darnold did. But Meshack and Gilly and a bunch of other guys made a bunch of plays. And you know, that's what you need to win in this league. And those guys found a way to get it done. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. It's GM time on Panther Talk. That means our audience with Scott Fitter, general manager of the Carolina Panthers, now 4-4 four and four after the win yesterday. Scott, they talk about the three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Let's start with the offense. What did you see from that unit yesterday in Atlanta? You know, I really think it started up front with the offensive line. I thought they did a great job run blocking. Um, Joe Brady and Matt Rule did a nice job with the game plan, you know, coming out, playing physical, running the ball, really kind of establishing what we wanted to do all day. And uh, we were able to do that. And I thought Sam managed the game well. But uh, when it comes to the running backs, Chuba ran hard. Amir adds a lot of juice to that backfield. And, again, you know, up front with Michael Jordan, you know, Paradis, that was his 100th uh, career NFL start, which is really impressive. And just all the guys up front, Taylor, they really set the tone for the game. Scott, did the tight ends block well? I thought Ian blocked really well yesterday. You know, uh, Tommy's in there fighting as well. But really, there's several times I saw Ian just like pancaking guys, you know, owning the line of scrimmage, pushing guys off the ball. And uh, he was he was great. TV showed a graphic that the Panthers lead the NFL in drop passes is is that a coaching point? Is that just sort of the twos and fros of an NFL season? How does a football staff evaluate that kind of stat? You know, the, I don't. I didn't see that. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that. I think it's just concentration. You know, all these guys are great hands, very athletic guys. You know, um, smart guys. So I, I'll have to look into that. I didn't. I was not aware of that though. Abdullah Matt Rule commented on Amir and the jolt of enthusiasm he gave. You studied him, I'm sure, before you made the deal for him, but is he, is he doing exactly what you thought he would do when you signed him? Yeah, he, he, he works at a different speed. He's got so much quickness to him. He's a threat in the screen game. He's a threat, you know, downfield as a receiver. Uh, if you leave a little crease, he's got feet. He's got, he can clear his feet in the hole and then hit it and go. So it, he's just another uh, dimension to add, you know, to add to Chuba once Christian gets back, to have those three pieces. And then you have Royce in there, who's kind of the pounder. Uh, but Amir's been a nice addition. Last thing on the offense, we'll move on to defense. It looked to us from the press box like the first down productivity was uh, excellent and a lot of second and fours. And what did you see from your vantage point? Yeah, I thought, I thought they were really efficient um, and really starting on first down, getting, you know, getting these five, six-yard chunks on first down, then it's second and short. And a lot of times it was third and one. And Sam could either sneak it over the, you know, over the center or it just, you know, anytime you're third and short, it's very manageable. And uh, whether we want to run the ball or it's a quick dump-off pass, whatever it is, uh, it, it all worked yesterday. Scott Fitterer on Panther Talk. Now to defense. When you studied uh, that component of the game uh, during your tape study today, what stood out? I thought Shaq played really well in there. You could f- you could feel the difference with him and his physicality. Uh, I thought the offensive or the defensive line up front was getting after it. They were getting in the backfield, disrupting the play. Um, and uh, you know, I think 
the way they play with the attitude and the toughness they have about them, Hassan Reddick and Daquan Jones, all these guys, there's, there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of uh, physicality on that side of the ball, and I thought they did really well. Could this be uh, an excellent secondary, too, as the season moves on? It's really starting to look that way. We've had a lot of pieces to it. We had a nice group coming into the season. You know, Dante is playing as well as he's ever played. Um, you know, we were excited about Keith Taylor when we drafted him, and uh, he's really stepped up and played well. Um, and then, you know, the addition of CJ and really Steph Gilmore uh, yesterday was really impressive. What he did in the limited package he was in and uh, the role we asked him to do, he executed it perfectly. And I think it's, I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, our, our DB coaches are doing a great job with them. And uh, they're putting him in position to make plays. We had Jeremy Chin on, had an interesting interview with him before you joined us, Scott. And uh, what's he giving the football team right now? You know, he, he's so versatile. He's so tough. He can cover. You know, he can uh, play up in the box and run support. And then he, he's just got a presence and a physicality about him that's, uh, that's contagious. So, uh, he's a he's a really um, impressive player, especially for such a young guy, and the versatility that he brings to our defense. And he's he's like our chess piece out there. Yeah, twenty three years old, put together though. He's definitely a man. All right, special teams. How how the Panthers do in that area of the game? You know, uh, Zane came out fifty seven yard field goal, career long for him, and really going into the half, giving us that momentum has been great. He's been kicking the ball great since he's been here. And then Lachlan Edwards coming out. You know, he really did a nice job placing the ball, doing the Australian kicks, you know. But he put it high enough where our guys can run underneath and eliminate any returns. And so, overall, uh, special teams have been doing really well for us. All right, now the New England Patriots. Uh, you've heard of them, I'm sure, and uh, they've had a little bit of success in the game. Uh, what will be the keys on Sunday to the Panthers' second straight win? You know, they're so well coached, and, they're, you know, their scheme's so diverse and um, – I think we just have to play our style of ball. You know, we're going to run it, take the throws that are there, and play great defense and get after it. We have to stop their run. Um, you know, Mac Jones is doing a nice job as uh, you know as a young quarterback taking what's there. Uh, you know, we'll give them some looks. We'll try to pressure them, but uh, they're so well coached. You know, we respect that, but we're going to play our own game. What do you think about Mac Jones coming out during your eval? You know, we coached him at the Senior Bowl, so we got we got to know him that week and. I think we, you know, Mac might not be like the the. He's not Michael Vick as an athlete. He doesn't have that rocket arm, but he is a really poised player. He's really smart. He's got great leadership to him, and he's a great competitor. And um, you know, he's someone that we really liked. And uh, getting to spend that week with him down there, you see how special he is. And I, I'm so happy for him. Last thing we commented on the radio side. Koo misses a field goal, and you hear this roar of approval from all the Panther fans in Atlanta. Could you hear that uh, and the crowd support for the Panthers from your GM suite? Yeah, absolutely. What was kind of cool is uh, pregame seeing all the Carolina fans down there. They're all you know wrapped around the first row, second row, and uh, they showed a lot of support. They traveled well for us, and uh, you know it, it really helps our team when we see those guys and you take over another team stadium. That's cool to see. Just getting started, too. It's going to be great. Scott, thanks for your time. Appreciate you. Great. Thank you. Scott Fitterer on Panther Talk. So there's a Mac Jones story. So he's the quarterback of the New England Patriots, for those who do not know. Rookie. Drafted 15th. Played at Alabama. So there's a Mac Jones story National out Championship. there. Yeah. That he's a freshman or a redshirt freshman at Alabama playing for Nick Saban. Imagine playing for those two head coaches, Nick Saban and then Bill Belichick. One probably helps prepare you for the other. But he's running the scout team, and he's carving up the scout team. Big chunk plays, zip, zip, zip. 
Nick Saban slams his uh, Panama hat down, comes over to Mac Jones and says, "Throw the ball. You're not throwing the ball where I throw the ball where it says on my chart." And Mac Jones says, reportedly says, "Tell your blank in defense." not to leave guys wide open. And if they don't, I'm going to throw it to them. And Nick Saban goes ballistic, but then tells people after practice, I love that kid. Wow. That kid's got the – that kid's got it. That is a great, great story. And you know how secure you have to be and confident you have to be to tell the head coach that, hey, tell your guys to go ahead and, and get in the right spots. Yeah. You know, I, I, mean, I think that, with the transfer confidence. portal, it probably happens every week now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but the confidence and what and, and what what that kind of oozes from a Mac Jones that Belichick is definitely identified because when even when I watched him play in preseason, I was like, man, this guy's pretty cool. I mean, I watched the national championship game, but this guy's pretty cool. He's like, he throws the ball well. He's a competitor. I like the way he throws the ball, and then he he makes proper throws. And so this, I mean, I think they got a, a very good quarterback. For a very, very long time. Well, he's accurate. And then, yes. you know, that position, of course, requires all those intangibles that you talked about, you know, the leadership and the poise and uh, being a, a leader of a team and the character. So I think that that helps him play now as a, almost like an older rookie. Yes. Coming up, I mean, you get great players. Some of the greatest players of all time are coming out of small colleges, you know, Walter Payton, you know, all these guys. But, I mean, to come out of what he's had to go through, like you said, at Nick Saban, Alabama, if you can mm. survive that, yes, it's almost surprising there haven't been more quarterbacks coming out of like Alabama, Ohio State, some of these places in the past. Yeah. Those guys wouldn't throw the ball with <laughs> and they were, <laughs> when they were told to throw the ball and maybe they got cut. <laughs> it, it used to be that the 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 weaker the smaller college teams they threw the ball 50 times a game because it was the Oklahoma's, the Nebraska, yes. Southern Cal that's running. Then that changed around. Then it was the uh, the smaller schools, Wofford, Army, they'd run the triple option. That it all flipped around and uh now you just the scouts, man. If you can play, and you're at doesn't matter. You're at. I don't care where you are. Yeah, if you can play, you can play. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about Sam Darnold, the game he had. Uh, we'll do that when we come back with Eugene and Jim. It's Mick. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast, available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I hope I don't talk about this too much. I try not to, but I just don't like the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I don't like their logo. I was happy that they lost the World Series game last night because that's a double loss. <laughs> we beat them, and then the Astros beat them. There you go. <laughs> I'm not on There's board with the Panthers Astros. Thing. I just say that. Oh, yeah, you're not I, I can separate Astros? my baseball from my football. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second. You guys help me on this, but this isn't a question. I'm just going to make a short statement, and then I want you to tell me if I'm crazy or not. So I'm looking at the Panthers. So Carolina's four and four, one game winning streak. However, some guys are coming back. It's not going to stay this way. Now let's assume that Sam Darnold doesn't miss much time, and he was not seriously concussed yesterday. You know, certainly hope that. But McCaffrey's going to be coming back. Yes. Terrace Marshall's going to be coming back. Yes. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is going to get more and more comfortable. You're going to have, hopefully, C.J. Henderson work back into the mix. We're already seeing some O-line pieces return. This thing's got a chance to turn around. I know the schedule gets tougher, but is there re- are there reasons to be optimistic? There's absolute reasons to be optimistic. You know, 
uh, football players make football plays, and, and it, it really comes down to like the individual, me against you. But when you have high-quality guys coming back, I mean, look, Chuba's done a great job. There's no doubt about that. But I've seen what McCaffrey can do. I've seen him take a, a, something that's like five yards and make it 73 yards, 78 yards, 84 yards. I've seen that. And so knowing that and getting that piece of the puzzle back, it just – it, it makes me feel real good. It, make, it makes me feel secure. And if I'm Sam Down, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got this guy back? Wow. And then Marshall, we haven't talked enough about how well he's played, and particularly coming up in, in, in the preseason, I was like, wow, this guy could be your guy. He could really be one of the guys on the team. And so having guys come back who can make a difference, who have, who's, whose ability is that good that – Everybody has to take notice, and then you got a game plan for it. I said we're in a good position. Yeah, I mean, and the biggest one of all you said it was McCaffrey. McCaffrey. I mean, there's a reason he gets paid one of the biggest contracts in the entire league, and how rare it is for a thousand thousand guy to exist that sets NFL records. I mean, all time records. He was wow. what twenty five years old. So it's it's unfortunate when they're they're injured, but when you get them back on the field, you're reminded of like this is why. They're in the stratosphere of uh, elite football players and uh, in some ways uh, generational. I mean, it's like three or four guys. Now Tennessee's about to go through it with their guy because Derrick Henry, yeah. he's got the foot surgery tomorrow and he may not come back again this season and they're going to sign Adrian Peterson, it sounds like. But yep. it's like, but that's not going to be Adrian Peterson from 10 years ago. They're nope. going to have to uh, now evolve around something other than the fact that they don't have Derrick Henry, which is by far their biggest weapon. You can imagine an orthopedic surgeon looking at Derrick Henry's foot going up. We, hold on. We need some more tools. We need some bigger <laughs> I need a spotter. Need a I need a spotter. <laughs> My golly. But, um, and Sam, shouldn't Sam Darnold feel pretty good about how he played? I mean, to come back from some of those dark places, and, man, he had different arm slots yesterday, throwing on time, on rhythm. Had some of those passes been caught that should have, would have, could have been caught, his stats look even better. He played well. He played extremely well. If, if it were not for the concussion thing, that we, we would be talking more about how well he played and how well he used his feet. I mean, there were some t- times where he picked up the first down instinctively by using his feet because that was the only other option that he had. And I thought that was absolutely great. And so you're, you're right. Sam Donald played, I thought, some exceptional football after being benched. And I know, I tell you, one of the best things that happened to Sam Donald is that he got benched. That, that ignites something inside of you. It does. Matt Rule said one word that stood out to me. A lot of words that he said stood out. But there was one word that stood out. I can't get it out of my mind. We'll talk about it when we come back. Panther Talk continues in just a second. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I think it was 2019 preseason here. McCaffrey gets lit up on the sideline. He was out of bounds and got hit late. Mike Tolbert, working on our radio broadcast, says something's not right with this team. Nobody came over to push the other team. They they let their guy get Mm -hmm. assault and battery right here in our bench area. And it turned out to be, he kind of turned out to be, uh, he foretold that. It wasn't, wasn't a really close team. Matt Rule, we had him on, used the word brotherhood. And I love this stuff. I mean, I loved it that the Panthers kind of uh, 
didn't let Eric Harris come over and start talking. I mean, have I been watching too many sports no, movies? No, I mean, haven't. I think a team that, that'll do that with each other, somewhere along the line there's going to be a game, and that kind of thing will be meaningful. It, it, it is. You're, you're absolutely right. There's, it has to go beyond everything. That you know, when my guy, if, if Zoke's my guy and Zoke is, you know, if somebody's about to go ahead and, and what jump do you mean off if pop, Zoke's your guy? You know, but if somebody's about to pop off from Zoke, then guess what? Then I'm down with Zoke. And, well, I just, I, and I just pointed at Eugene and go, him. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm just down with Zoke. Eugene, handle this for me. But, but that's exactly how football <laughs> is in that football fraternity. And when you don't have a brotherhood like that, you have a fractured team. And we don't have a fractured team because we have a brotherhood. Jeremy Chin, when we asked him in the interview, who do you spend time with? He named a lot of guys in the secondary, yes. Christian McCaffrey as well. And uh, I don't know, it's got a chance. Yeah, it means something. Yep. Good show, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Mick. <laughs> I got, I got, I got my your man. back. He's got, my man. he's got my back. I got your back, too. That's Thank right, you. man. Everybody knows that. They don't come around here and mess with us. David's, David's got your back. <laughs> Wendell. So for all the guys that have each other's back, and we got your back, and all God's children got each other's back. Indeed. This has been Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This has been...